Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Spooksters, welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It's me, Jessica, and I am joined, as always, and excitedly as always, Miss Tara. Hi, Spooksters. And we're excited because tonight we're coming at you with a little bit of background from where we came from. We've done a Q&A and we've talked about our experiences, but we're going to talk about kind of a semi-haunted place near where Tara and I grew up so Mm -hmm. but first what are we drinking what are you drinking well I think I'll shock 99% of people I'm not drinking a wine tonight I know I went with our theme though it was a little hard because you know Alaska but I picked up Sierra Nevada pale ale since that's in Chico go Oh, and by the way, our we're talking about the Bidwell <laughs> Mansion. I didn't mention that before. I fail. I'm sorry. We're talking about the Bidwell Mansion, which is located in Chico, which is about 20, 30 minutes from where Tyron and I grew up. And I am drinking Sierra Nevada as well. And if you know me at all, you know that beer is not my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> I like my vodka for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, but I decided, like Tara, to do this because it's themed. And I found in the store, um, I don't know if this is everywhere or where it's at, but I found it's called Resilience. It's a Sierra Nevada. It's an IPA and they brewed it for to support the victims of the campfire, mm-hmm. which if you were watching the news at all was on the national level, you know, even some government officials showed up into the area. Mm-hmm. to look at it so it was one of the most devastating wildfires in california history i don't even know if they even have a final body count it's it's been devastating it was actually sad for me because it happened it started two days before my wedding right i know i was just thinking that i remember when i got there how incredibly smoky it was it was well it wasn't even too too bad it was more like when we were coming back home it was pretty bad and it's just crazy because you know where you live is a few hours away so right right but it did make my wedding photos look amazing it, yes very true it did it gave it that little nice overcasty look yep. I didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. shadows mm-hmm. but the real truth is that my heart breaks for all the victims so absolutely if you, I'm gonna plug it if you're out and you see it even if you don't like beer buy it so it helps support a good cause definitely Okay, so we're going to talk about Bidwell. Have you ever been? I have. I was super little. And, Mm -hmm. you know, really, there's one. Okay, there's two things that stand out. And I'm sure you'll probably end up talking about them. So one was that creepy picture of of him with Mm -hmm. his feet look like they follow you. I think that's the thing. Yes. Yeah. It's like one of those photos where they, or one of those um, portraits where they painted him so that no matter, and it wasn't just like, you know how normally you see a painting and the eyes follow you and you're like that person Mm -hmm. looking at me. No, it was like his body would move. Right. Yes. He scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Yes. 
Hated that. And then the uh, the hair wreath, because <gasps> they have at least one mm-hmm. in like this shadow box frame. Ugh. I know that was a thing back yeah, then. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that because it freaks me out. And that was that's more of like <laughs> post-mortem like last week. Right. Yeah. But ew, those are the two things that stand out to me. And those are what I remember. Because like I said, I was probably like eight or nine when I went. But right. Yeah. When I, I don't remember how old I was, but they it was in 93 when they redid it, which I'll talk about. And you could start taking tours. My school was like, let's go. And my school like made a day of it because <laughs> I was about an hour away because I went to school kind of far away from where I lived. Well, it was about 30 minutes. We went to Chico. We went to the Bidwell Mansion. And then we went to Red Lobster. Ooh, they, I like, love their biscuits. Us, right? They took us through the kitchen. <laughs> and we got to try, like, popcorn shrimp. We got to do stuff. Like, we got to play with shrimp and everything. So, which is weird that we went to, like, in retrospect. like That's a chain <laughs> restaurant. It wasn't like it was, um, you know, a local seafood joint. That right. just tasted a bunch of, like fifth or sixth graders or younger so or however old I was I don't remember it's a weird field trip right I mean I'm not surprised that sounds about right (laughs) I mean I went to a very small private school up until like the end of fifth grade so sixth I started sixth grade at a public school so we did weird shit like that so hey memories memories and fun memories and fun yes so we're going to talk about the Bidwell Mansion yeah I'm going to talk about the mansion first, and then I'm going to talk about the guy who owned it, because John Bidwell was a pretty fucking cool guy. Nice. If you know of Chico, California at all, you probably either think of it like when you're reading the back of a Sierra Nevada bottle, or (laughs) you're thinking like, oh, I want to go to that school. It's a party school. And as a little bonus, I have some fun paranormal tidbits for Chico State and stuff that all tack on on the end for us to kind of bring Chico full circle on this. So, yeah. So Bidwell Mansion is located at 525 Esplanade in Chico. And if you ever go to Chico and you drive down the Esplanade, you will either hate it or love it. It depends on when you start. If you hit (laughs) if you hit the first green light, you will hit every green light down this like stretch of road. It's like a three mile, three or four mile stretch. And if you hit the green light on the first one, you will literally hit every green light. But if you hit the red light, you will stop at every red light. Yeah, it's horrible. So it was owned by Aunt, or John and Annie. They lived there from the time it was completed in, ni- or not 19. I wrote 19. That is incorrect. You should drink for my silliness. Got it. Got you, um, 1868. And John lived there until he died in 1900. And then Annie lived there 18 more years until her death. The property was originally, and ready for this, 26,000 acres. Holy shit. Right. So dude fucking like established Chico. Right. So if you're in Chico, you have John Bidwell to thank for this. He built the house when he was courting Annie because he wanted a place for her to live. The project, this is what blew my mind. It cost $60,000 at the time when they built it, which. Oh, right. Wow. It's the equivalent of $1,060,970.17. Wow. I figured that out. There's like a calculator you can figure that out. (laughs) Nice. And so the mansion was built with kind of the finer things in life. He was no Andrew Borden. He wasn't like, uh, fuck this. He had indoor plumbing, 
gaslighting, which was all the rage, I guess, out in California at the time. And he had a water system, which was really cool. So it's a three-story brick structure that has kind of a romantic Italian feel, an Italian villa is what they were trying to um, go for, which when I look at it, I don't see that at all. No. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. But the house was in an octagon house style. Mm-hmm. And they covered, and this is maybe why it doesn't look brick anymore, because they covered the exterior with a pink plaster. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like today you can go in and take a tour. So, but now I'm going to talk about John Bidwell himself. Ooh. He was pretty cool. It's a history lesson. No, I'm here for it. I, I know. I don't know. I haven't done, when I was doing research and stuff, of course, there's so much info about the house, but I knew you'd have all the good stuff. So I just kind of didn't read too, too much on him. Right. Besides the basics. Right. And I may have gone the other way, but in like, John Bidwell is amazing. <laughs> and the house is not that great. Because I've, I think it's because also you and I both have been there. And it's like, yeah. it's like three stories and it's really beautiful and you can take tours. If you're ever in Chico, you should do it. There are some like little ghosty boasties in there, but um, mm-hmm. uh, but okay, so John Bidwell, he yes. was born August 5th, 1819, and he died April 4th, 1900. He kind of had a lot of jobs throughout his life or careers. He was a pioneer, a farmer, a statesman, a soldier, a politician, a prohibitionist, and a philanthropist. Oh. So like his resume was going to be like fucking long as hell. Oh, I'm sure. He even served one year in Congress as a Republican congressman. Interesting. Right? So he founded Chico, and how it kind of worked out is that it was like he came over, was one of the very first parties. It was known as the Bartleson and Bidwell Party, and it was led by Captain John Bartleson and John Bidwell. John Bidwell was one of the first Americans to attempt crossing in a wagon from Missouri to California. And he was only 21 years old. Oh, wow. Super young. Right. So he was like in charge of this party. Like he was part two of leadership of this. There were 60 people in the party. That's a pretty big number though. Right. And they left from Sapling Grove, Missouri. And they ended up taking a different route. Most people would go a different one. But what he ended up doing was going through the Salt Lake City area, kind of following um, Josiah Smith's trail. I don't know if you know who Josiah Smith is. but he sounds familiar. But he's that really cool, badass explorer um, pioneer who went out and got like mauled by the bear. And oh, yeah, the legend yeah, yeah. is that he sewed himself back up. <laughs> right. Is he that badass? So he gets to California and he meets a guy named John Sutter, which if you're from Northern California, Sutter is a huge name. There is county. It is a city. It's not a very big city, but it's a city. A lot of high schools named after it. In fact, Tara and I have a friend who teaches at Sutter High School. Yes. So he was like hanging out with Sutter and Sutter was like, why don't you become my business manager? And then he did that. And then because he was doing so well he got a grant oh and he was one of the people who helped discover the feather rivers by the way oh interesting right john bidwell actually found gold in the place called bidwell bar which obviously he named a lot of shit after himself sure okay Mm -hmm. basically what happened at the time california was kind of becoming a state and the gold rush is starting to happen 
and land was being divvied up by grants. And because he had served in like the Mexican American war, Mm -hmm. he got this land grant, which is in modern day Solano County. So Bidwell gets this land from the governor and he kind of is smart about it because then he, he gets it and then he actually gets more land again from this like Mexican land grant that's happening. The first one was Rancho Las Umpanas and then the second one was Rancho Calusa, which mm-hmm. is president day, is pre- oh, you guys can drink. It's present day <laughs> Calusa. And what he ended up doing is he sold a huge chunk of it and bought Rancho Arrio Chico, which was his land that he had. That's where Chico actually got its name. So he established a ranch and farm and started in Chico. Like I said, he was in the Mexican-American War for two years. He became a, a California senator in 1849 so what he did when he was a senator was establish a federal census in California, like the headquarters. So he did that in 1850 mm-hmm. and in 1860. He just did a lot of shit. Like he was that guy who just went out and was like, I'm going to do everything I can. He became a brigadier general in the California militia. In 1860, he went and was at the National Convention for the Democratic Party. And then in 1864, he switched sides and became a Republican. Hmm. Did you find out why? No. And he, you know what? He's a fucking wishy-washy motherfucker when it comes to politicals because he switches like two more times. Oh, uh, okay. Right. He ran as a Republican. And then that might be why he switched is to like, <laughs> geez, because he's like, I want to run as a Republican for Congress. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He attended the National Convention in 1864, which is where they were renominating Lincoln. Hmm. Uh-huh, it's cool. And then yeah. he did he did some other really cool stuff, which I will put in the blog, but I want to flash forward. Okay. Is that correct? I'm Jesus, I'm even Jump director. forward. Jump, Jump forward. forward. Yeah, let's call that. Where he met his wife. Mm-hmm. John met Annie when he was working in the census in the eighteen sixty because her dad worked also doing the census. So her dad worked during this during the census, and John Bidwell is he's like twenty years older than Annie. Oh wow! So he a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. So her name is Annie Kennedy, which I couldn't find, but I was wondering if they were related. Oh, Kennedys, we all know. But her father's name was Joseph Camp Griffith Kennedy, which I'm like that is a mouthful. He was a high-ranking official in Washington, D.C., and so when John would go back to Washington, D.C. to do the census stuff, he would be in there. He'd be there for a while, so he kind of was, like, courting her, so that's why he kept coming back and building the house, and that's he built the house for her. So when they got married on April 16th, 1886, that's not right, 1868, <laughs> 1868, folks, my bad. Andrew Jackson was in the audience, which is pretty damn cool because it's like he was the fucking president at the time. So they got married and the president of the United States was there for it. Wow, that is super fucking impressive. Very esteemed guests. Right. And a future president, Ulysses S. Grant, was there. So (laughs) they were very well connected. 
In fact, some of the people who came to stay in the house later were, once the house was built, was President Rutherford, Rutherford, just (laughs) drink, Rutherford B. Hayes, General William Sherman, Susan B. Anthony. Wow. Right? Like, fucking right. Francis Willard, the governor, Leland Stanford, John Muir, and then they said a few other mentionables, which I think is pretty cool. Like, where we live in Cal, where we're, we lived in California. Like, it's very rural, except for Chico and Redding. So, yeah, they were very well connected, which is great. And where being knowing where Chico is, knowing how rural the area is and how easy it is just to drive like 10 minutes and you're in like a fucking orchard. Mm-hmm. It was cool to know that this was a place where, you know, dignitaries and presidents came to visit right. and stay at. So after they got married, they moved into the Bidwell Mansion. John ran for governor in 1875 for the Anti-Monopoly Party. Oh, fucking okay. switched again. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? And then the party was very short-lived. Like, it didn't even, like, really make it past that. I'm trying to find my note because he actually... Oh, here it is. So then, just a few years later, in 1892, John ran for fucking president. Really? As what? <laughs> As under the party, the Prohibitionist Party. Let's take a moment and think about John Bidwell is a Prohibitionist. <laughs> and if you know anything about Chico, it is a drunk lush city. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, growing up near it, people were like, did you party all the time? And you're like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. <laughs> Which I just think is really funny because I'm like, if John Bidwell was alive today, would he um would he be okay with this? He would probably not. not. Probably not. No, and he was very he was very strong into the temperance movement. But when he did run, he got two point three percent of the national votes. Oh wow. Hmm. Which isn't that like when you think about it, I was like, that's not that bad. Like Right. Um, for a party that wasn't like established. He was also a Freemason for a time, but in a letter he wrote to Annie, he called it pointless and stupid. He was like, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> like this. And then Annie was very active herself. She was a very strict Protestant. She was Presbyterian, which is actually how Chico State became Chico State. So even though Annie, right, she dies in 1918. In 1914, she decides that she's going to donate 24.72 acres, including the mansion Mm -hmm. that she fucking lives in, to the College Board of the Presbyterian Church for the United States of America. Oh, okay. So then what ends up happening is in 1922, so not even that many fucking years later, so like four years after they have acquired this, the church turns around and sells 10.2 acres including the mansion I believe I might be wrong but um, I'll get back to that (laughs) we'll find out (laughs) if I'm wrong in a minute to Chico State Teachers College which is the actual school that started Chico State so here's something that I did not find in my research but I know this because of growing up in the area when they were trying to put a college in the area state school Mm -hmm. the school was like where the fuck do we put it and actually, Red Bluff was slated for it. They were like, there's a lot. Red Bluff has a lot of land. It's near right. a major highway. Because Chico State is not near a major hi- like highway. Mm-hmm. I mean, 99 runs through it. But I-5, which is the major 
thoroughfare for most anyone is right. about what a half an hour from Chico. Yeah. So Rebluff wanted the state to buy the school, and they were like, "Oh no, there's this other place for like cheap and <laughs> well, free." We that. <laughs> so they um, that's what it acquired. So it was almost this close to be Cal State Red Bluff. Weird. Let that let that sink in. Like that's crazy. I cannot even see that at all. No, no, it, it's crazy. So that's how <laughs> that became it. And during the time that it was it was owned by the teachers' college, it was a dormitory. But it said that because the verandas were so nice, because they have these huge mm-hmm. wraparound verandas, that yeah. the students would actually sleep outside and then get dressed inside. Which I'm oh. like, I have one statement. It gets fucking cold in Chico. Yeah. On well, occasion, and, it snows. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and it gets hot as balls, too, so... Which is what I understand, like, you'd sleep outside in the summer because it's probably hotter inside than it is yeah. outside. But, but the winter. But the winter, it's like, no, who the, and who the fuck goes to school in the summer? No one in Chico. And the mansion then became dubbed Bidwell Hall. Then flash forward, it basically acquired back by... Essentially, this kind of the um, Department of Beaches and Parks, which became Parks and Rec. And then 1964, it became a historical landmark. Mm-hmm. And then in 1993, that's when they opened it up so that you could actually go in and take tours. And in 1997, they renovated it back to where it was when John Bidwell died. Mm. So anything that Annie did after John died, they removed from the house. And they removed everything that the that the school put in. Oh, okay. So, um, kind of like restore it to its original glory kind of yeah, thing, I guess. Yeah, they restored it back to the blueprints from 1865. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and it's got, it's like, it's pretty huge. Like, you have to, like, if you're going to go there, no, you're going to do a lot of walking. Yes, tons. There's, you have to go up the stairs. And if you can't go up the stairs, there's a video um, I read this that there's a video that you can sit down and watch downstairs, but mm-hmm. they'll it's a self-guided tour. So you essentially walk around and you look at all the fun rooms and everything like that. It's just it's a really beautiful place, especially because my picture of the town at the time was like the Bedwell Mansion and then the feed store across the street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that feed store was built, but it's really close. <laughs> so I think. I'm going to kick it over to you now to talk about the spooky things. I'll start, like I said a little earlier, I got some extra tidbits. I'll go ahead and start with a little bit I have for Bidwell because it was my research. Some of it kind of made me laugh when I was doing some of this research and I'll tell you why. But besides that, there is other hauntings that may or may not depending, but it's kind of agreed that it's related to Annie. And then there's another kind of separate I don't know if this other place is a historical landmark, really, but I mean, like, sentimental-wise, I think to most people from there, kind of is. Um, Possibly. I don't know what it, what it is, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I won't tell I'm you sure that, I will then. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it's somewhere you've been plenty of times. Anyway, they have their own separate little ghost that was just kind of interesting that I honestly had never known about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just something new. Okay, so when I started doing the paranormal research for Bidwell, I came across this, like... I don't know, it's like maybe a two, three, a really short YouTube video for this paranormal association. <laughs> and they're like, we had our conference in Chico and da, 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 da. And you're like, okay, awesome. This is going to be good. They're going to post shit. <laughs> and basically most of the video was of this tour guide being like, 
oh no, this place is not haunted. There's no ghosts here. <laughs> and just like <laughs> convincing them that they're like, yeah, it's, you know, I've worked here for two years and it's, it's rather uneventful, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, why would you post this if that's all you got? And it was funny because after that, it was just like, but we do have evidence that proves her wrong. And then I don't know if there was supposed to be a part two, but this was like 2013 or I don't know, it was a few years ago. And there was, that was it. So I was I'm like, very jaded that I didn't know there was this conference happening. And that right? Did not attend. Right? I know. It was like, it was super small. They had 40 or 50 people. I mean, granted for the area, that's not too bad. I had another video bookmarked and Jessica sent it to me too. There was one, there was another group that had come and they did a invest an investigation and they were a little bit more fruitful and actually posted what they found. So I appreciate them on that. The biggest things they found was there's a lot of EVPs and some EMF readings and stuff they did. In this house, the kind of, I guess, hub for the paranormal was the second floor and in one of the back bedrooms, which I guess was a children's room. I don't mm-hmm. know if they had kids or not, but yeah, it was a children's room. I did. Like, I yeah. specifically looked to see if they had children, but I know that they had a lot of guests who probably had children. Yeah, that would make sense because I was like, wait, kids' rooms, what? But yes, so that was the biggest thing there. And some of these EVPs are super, super clear, which is most of the time you can't even make out what they're fucking saying kind of thing. I'm just going to kind of read through. I wrote down when I was listening because I was listening to it and everything kind of what I was hearing and stuff like that. So, of course, there's the, you know, screams or humming, you know, like kind of like not so distinct stuff. But Mm -hmm. then it seems like the later the night went on, the creepier it got, which is always promising. Yay. (laughs) Right. And it was two guys. Oh, it may have been more than two guys, but on the recording was two guys talking and couple of them that they caught on film was don't kill them hey come back a really like growling voice saying kill just kept being like kill 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 yes get out help what's that and then one of the guys you could hear him be like what was that like I thought I felt something he's like wait never like he's just like I'm just overreacting like it's fine and Mm. it was Right after he said, what's that? There's a voice that says, I did that. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scary. Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming like cold air. They kind of started feeling cold air in certain areas because, again, they were talking to each other. And one, he had asked the other guy. He was saying, hey, um, come here. He's like, do you feel something like right here? And then not even half a second, It's there's like... This voice that says, help us. I need some money. And it's just crazy because it's kind of, as far as the spectrum goes for creepy, it's kind of both. It's like threatening and then also asking right. for help at the same time. So it's. It's like it's two entities. Yes. That's what I think. I think it's multiple entities as far as that goes. And then also like, you know, there's people who have said they've seen the curtains move like someone was looking kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. They have pretty, I think they close pretty early. So it's like the girl that had said it or seen it, she was, she had said, you know, it was later in the evening. No one was obviously there. She's like, I think it was a ghost, but there, and there has been said, I don't know if you were going to say this and I'm sorry if I stole it, but there's been said that a woman looks out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're fine. Yeah. 
yeah, there's people that have seen a woman there, just like crazy. It's like it's nothing too too insane, you know, like with mm-hmm. other places we've talked about, like Winchester and stuff. But there's still right. quite a bit of activity, and I just kind of find it interesting. I don't know if it was just that one employee or if they all kind of have the same attitude of, eh, there's no ghosts, and eh, you know, but. I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, they don't market themselves like Winchester and Waverly (laughs) and like Stanley Hotel and all those places like label themselves as a haunted building, whereas Bidwell tries to be a little bit more classy. So they probably train their employees to like shut that down pretty quick. Right. Yeah. They try to keep it to the more of the like historical aspect, which, you know, I get it. But yeah, it was just it was kind of hard. And I don't know if that's also why it was kind of hard to find a ton of Right. experiences and stuff there because you know like you said it's not marketed to go ghost hunt and stuff like that you know but if you're doing your own tour and mm-hmm. you want to do that they obviously aren't going to stop you no they don't stop you but you're not allowed to go at night right yeah because I think I remember I when I was looking it up I think they close at like three or four they close in the pretty afternoon. early yeah because yeah. like it's right one of the reasons I think they do that is most of their traffic is schools. So mm-hmm. you, kids have to go back to school like before that time. And then um, where it's located is so close to the campus that right. you would want college students like strolling in for no reason. Mm-hmm. And to kind of keep the Bidwell theme going, there's mm-hmm. a few halls at Chico State that are supposed to be haunted and... A lot of people, I think, are in agreement, or they think, I guess, because, of course, we can't prove it. Mm-hmm. They think it's Annie, possibly. It's Roman her halls. Yep, exactly. So the first one is, and I'm probably going to butcher these names because I didn't go to Chico State. I, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had fun with Chico State's parties, but I didn't right. attend there. She used to so, have class for us. Eh, eh, you know. <laughs> free free school money. You can't really pass it up. But true, anyways. True. So uh Lax Laxen, does that sound right? Auditorium, Aries Hall. How how's it spelled? A Y R E S. That's good enough for me. All right. And if you're from Chico and listening and I'm fucking this up, just take it as an opportunity to drink. There you go. Yay. Just drink ain't, anyway. Yeah, why not? Shit. Anyway, so in that area. There was tons of people just saying they've seen a female ghost. She doesn't really do anything frightening. She's just kind of mm-hmm. wandering the halls kind of thing. And then, you know, they'll look back and she's gone. So, Which is, in itself is frightening. Right. Yeah. Because if you see someone, you're like, whatever. And then look again. And even if you're not going to fucking say anything about it and she's gone, it's going to startle you then. Right. And the next one is Butte Hall. Ooh. Yes. Now, over here, there is a story of a custodian. Basically, his also may be Annie because he says one day he was just, you know, on his break, working at night, and he decided to go chill on one of the benches, take his lunch. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of had that feeling that he wasn't alone and that by itself is not a good feeling (laughs) ever. Mm -mm. And right. He's kind of like looking around and just like making sure he's good. And when he turns his head back, he saw a woman sitting next to him. <gasps> and of course, yelped because he's like, what? What the fuck? Where the fuck do you come from? And it caught her attention because she like looked at him like, why are you screaming? And then he said she just faded away. Oh. So maybe he scared her. 
<laughs> she, she like did all that work to materialize and like right? be an apparition and he fucking startled her away. She's like, nope, nope. All right, I'm out. Bye. So there's that one. And then over. Know, what would you do if like you were sitting there and you knew you were alone and then all of a sudden you looked and there was like a ghosty woman? Whew. I'd probably scream too. Just say it. <laughs> and jump up. Right. <laughs> so like right away. But oh my God, I don't, I don't want to experience that. So mm. no, no, thank you. And the other little area that is said to be haunted, which, you know, not little, but whatever, is Trinity Hall. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's one of the oldest structures. It actually has its own bell tower. It was a library, but now it's like, I guess, an office gallery. Yeah. For this one, it was another custodian that had a story, which, you know, makes sense because they work late. They work by themselves. They're like easy targets, basically. Sounds like it. Right, yeah. So basically, at first, like, nothing weird was going on throughout the building. Like, he had never had any issues, any weird experiences. But this one night, he went to the gallery, and he's like, it just felt different. And it kind of brings back to us talking in our Encounters episode that, like, static, your body Mm -hmm. knows something ain't right. Right. And he noticed that just in the gallery, it was noticeably colder. It was like chilly and hmm. it's Chico. It's not in the summer. It's like not. Oh, cold. fuck no. It's hot as shit. The rest of the building was comfortable. It was fine, you know. So he's like, maybe something's going on the AC or something. He didn't see anything. But what's creepy is I guess there's a bunch of doors that were per- purposefully. We're going to drink. There we go. Yay. A little bit <laughs> left unlocked. For whatever reason, you know, they left certain doors unlocked kind of thing and no evidence of anyone being in there or anything. They were all fucking locked. Sketch. Yes. No idea. And it was like they looked around. They searched the building, you know, thinking maybe it's some kids just fucking around, messing with stuff. Nothing. It was totally a a plausible thought, though. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Because kids are shitheads. They checked all that and there was nothing. There was nobody. So he's just like, I honestly think it was some kind of ghost. Like whether it's Annie or. She getting really pissed off that people leaving doors open. Apparently. But that's a thing at Chico State. Like my my husband um, loves to tell the story about the time that they were running back through campus. And I don't know how that happened, but someone was like, oh, look, an open door. And it was like to the art department and it was where they do the glass blowing and they left that shit unlocked. And so they all went in and I'm like, you guys were blowing glass. drunk." (laughs) That could have been very dangerous. Right. I'm uh, like, you guys didn't catch the issue where like you could melt your face off. I don't really know how to blow glass, so I don't know all of the, you know. The but dangers, still, but that's yeah. like a, a relevant danger to me. So. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So it's funny that you like brought up about more students kind of doing stuff. So this mm. is totally unrelated. But I I read there's a uh, there's a myth about a buried VW bug. Have you heard about that? I have. Okay. So for those who don't know, I kind of just like the two second summary of it. Supposedly, I guess the class in 69 or maybe it was just a 69 bug. I don't know which at this point sorry one or the one yeah one or the other time anyway that time frame they had buried a legit vw bug and inside it was i guess like a time capsule they all did and then it has a treasure map so very goonies partially with the map thing so yeah and that's kind of like a little 
fun story, but I don't know if anyone's actually tried to look or dig around for it, but can't really see I don't see know either. But I know it's a story that always like kind of pops up whenever you look up weird stuff for Chico. Chico. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other little quick thing before I get into my other place, because we'll kind of scoot a little bit to get away from Chico State, I guess. So there's a, this maybe Annie too, I don't know. I guess there's a, like a myth. It's not the right word I want to use, but I can't think of it. Of a woman in white who is in like, you know, old turn of the century clothes. And she's in, of course, totally white. And she Mm -hmm. wanders around West Sacramento Ave. Uh Uh-uh. Mm, I wouldn't go there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's supposedly another one. That, that no. may not be a ghost. That might be something else real life, but it's fine. Um, Chico <laughs> is filled with very wonderful people and very yes. weird people. And it would not put it past me for someone just to be fucking with college mm-hmm. students. Like, I don't know. Oh, I looked it up. So it's possibly false that the VW bug was done. And it looks like, let's see. They think it was... I don't really say it's somewhere in the soccer field. Oh, that would make sense because you know it's a lot of like land space. Yeah, and if you have, if you've never seen pictures of Chico State or anything, it's very spread out the way that they have the mm-hmm. campus and the town wraps through it. Right. So you're like, oh, I'm gonna go over to this building, and you have to like cross the street and walk down a bit. And so the the soccer field is a like you would think if you were just driving that it was part of the high school. Pretty much. Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's set up, the town's, I don't know, it's kind of set up a little weird in that aspect, but that's one of the only college towns I knew for the longest time, so it is what it is. BT Dubs, this is a fun. my fun fact of Chico State, mm-hmm. is that if you pick roses on campus, you get a fat fine. Yes, oh yeah, that creepy, uh, <laughs> there's that urban legend that in that creepy, like, woman statue, there's cameras in her somehow. Mm-hmm. to try to catch people because chico state has beautiful rose gardens and people yeah. were obviously picking them so you can get a fine anywhere from 50 dollars per flower mm-hmm. and depending on how damaging you do it could be up to a thousand crazy per flower i mean i don't think it's a thousand per flower i think it's like a thousand like per incident okay yeah. i was like jesus christ well i mean it would deter you from fucking doing that yeah, yeah. fact fact even $50 a flower is insane like oh yeah I just saw it like <laughs> rumor is and it's false that there are cameras in the three sisters statue yes and those ones yeah yeah yep yes well our little surprise tidbit this is totally gonna be off topic it is in Chico there is a little ghost story or ghost ghost drink stories about the senator theater Senator Theater, because it's been fucking forever since I've been in Chico. Right. That is the one near the bear or... Okay, Google it real fast and look at the pictures and you will know. Because at Senator Theater, I don't know if they still show movies and stuff, but I know like when I was in high school and early 20s and stuff, they did a lot of concerts there. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. It's that one. Um, Mm -hmm. Where Snoop Dogg literally did two... Um, yeah yeah it's not the l ray i know that's probably what you're thinking that's what i'm thinking i always get the the two mixed up like i'm like i know where the senator is when i'm in in chico but when i'm not in chico i'm like which street are you on yeah i don't know yes it's that one is that little historical looking theater i mean the other one might be too but i don't really remember that one yeah i saw snoop dog there twice (laughs) he always came to chico so funny (laughs) we love you snoop (laughs) 
Um, yes. He came like literally. He came in like the beginning of one month, and then they were like, "Oh, he's coming back to Chico," because you know he likes mm-hmm. that weed, and oh. Northern California is known for their their weed. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can say it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember when I was in high school because, you know, I went to high school in the early, well, Mm kind of early to mid 2000s. So, you know, that like pop punk emo rock kind of music was really popular. Mm -hmm. So a lot of bands like that would come. Paramore was one of the bigger ones that came through there. Didn't 303 come? Yeah, 303. I was like, what are you doing? I forgot about them. I forgot about them. 303 came too. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we used to get some really good bands in there. For cheap tickets too. I know. Like you, it would be like $25. Right. Yeah. For just on the floor is awesome. A perk of a small town, I guess. That was what was really cool about it. Apparently, Tyga went there in 2016. He went there. Man, we are so side story, but it's fine. He went there mm-hmm. early 2000s because obviously I was obsessed with Pierce the Veil. He like opened for, I don't know if it was them or it was like some band like that. And it was just like, I remember everyone being like, why is there this rapper dude here? This makes no sense. <laughs> I was like, are we talking about the same person? And then you were like, yes. I was like, oh yeah, you are. And the weirdest thing is like, you didn't buy tickets there. You had to go to this like country Western store and buy tickets. Yeah. You had to go buy them there. <laughs> uh, what was that? Oh God. Something diamond. Diamond. W or Diamond Diamond West- W Westernware. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought enough concert tickets. I should right. know, but shit. Tara but yes, I haven't lived in Chico in a very long time. And even though I like go back because I have family, I forget these things because like we go to get food and not necessarily do anything like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I know for like myself, I haven't lived there in ten years. This year, I have visited two or three times. That's it. So. Right. Yeah, not not very many. Never had our like go out night in Chico. No, because I moved away before I was allowed to do so. Anyway, we'll circle back around. I think okay. these spooksters get it by now that we are a mess like this, but it's all right. So, like I said, there's a ghost here. It's gonna be for my little stories. It's gonna be the same ghost, but it's gonna be different people. And you know, they're not super long. I thought it was just kind of cool to kind of throw in there at the end. Yeah. The ghost that they that people have seen is this little Native American boy, and he looks like he's probably from the late 1800s, like 1890s ish. So they say he is the spirit of a child who died in one of the apartments that's above the Senator Theater. Uh Oh, and he wanders around the theater because he doesn't realize that he's dead, which is really sad. That is so sad. Yes. So sad. For the <laughs> the first two stories, they're kind of short. Or no, first and third. So the previous manager uh, there said he would see him like regularly. Like honestly, it was kind of just one of those things he got used to. The biggest thing he said he would do, which kind of ties into some other people's stories, is he <laughs> he sounds like he may have been a little bit of shit or just a little mischievous. Mm-hmm. He would push on the locked doors and like shove them open so they'd bang against the wall and shit. so i just like that was kind of funny i'm like (laughs) do it so yeah i thought it was interesting and now it was funny because there was a little there was an article with like a bunch of different stuff and it had the manager's kind of little blurb Mm -hmm. of this in there and this story this next one wasn't even part of the article someone wrote a comment because it was on like a blog Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, my God, hearing about, you know, this just sent chills down my spine because 
I know this is real. I experienced seeing that little boy. This guy, I, I can't remember what his name was, but, you know, he's from Chico. He's someone who lives there. He said, you know, when he was a kid, he used to go to the theater all the time. It was like super popular, like go to matinee movies, stuff like that with their friends and, mm-hmm. you know, kid stuff. Now, he said it was the second floor is when he would have the experiences and kind of run into this entity. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was on the second floor and it would be on, you know, in the bathrooms or in the balcony area, basically anywhere up there, I guess. Okay. And of course, you know, he was pretty young when this happened. So it scared the shit out of him because he's like, what the fuck? Right. And so eventually he got so scared, like stopped going on the second floor. He'd just be like, nope, not doing it. Fuck it. And, you know, of course, boys, his friends would like make fun of him and shit. So I guess one time they all went up there and they saw him too. And they're like, oh, shit. This is fucking real. Sorry. We fucking made fun of you. <laughs> and get the fuck out. Let's get out. Let's go. Let's go. After that, it kind of, for this guy, he didn't want to go back around, which, I mean, I don't blame him. If something like that happened, it scared me. I'd be like, all right, maybe not. It's cool. I guess. I don't know if the apartments above are still rented out or what they're used for or anything like that nowadays. But I guess once this guy got into like high school, kind of late teens and, you know, early adulthood, Mm -hmm. they were they were still renting them out. And he had a friend that was actually renting one of them. Oh, he remembered the stuff when he was a kid. And he's like, I'm not too crazy about going back here, but it's my friend's house. Right. You know, I'm not gonna be weird about it. And basically, I would have been. Yeah, I'd have been like, uh, we can go to my place. Fuck this <laughs> shit. <laughs> he said him and his friend that lived there would both get that sense of something not being right. That feeling you get when something spooky's mm-hmm. happening and all of that kind of that f- weird staticky feeling. With that being said, though, the friend said he's like, yeah, I feel kind of like uneasy sometimes or weird, but I don't feel like it's threatening me. I don't feel like it's evil. I'm not scared to live here. It's just kind of one of those uh, feelings. And then I get over it. Well, that's good. Right. And what's funny is, though, they even all these years later, they would still hear the like the <laughs> the banging of the doors every so often or they'd hear footsteps. So he stayed mis- mischievous forever. Good for him. Right. Now, something that was interesting was apparently, I don't know anything about them, but apparently there's a local couple there in Chico that's like super into the paranormal or some shit. And so they offered their services to help redirect the spirit of him to whatever you believe as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. And they did a whole thing, I guess, shortly after that. The senator had some repairs and renovations and stuff done. Yeah. And ever since they completed that and it opened back up, there has been no more sightings of that kid. I'm like really torn right now. Part of me is upset that they made him move on. Right. Because I want to go (laughs) and see the ghost. (laughs) On the other hand, though, if it's true that he wasn't aware he was dead and that kind of thing, it does make me feel like, well, then maybe whatever they did. Gave him a sense of peace. But then it's like on my other crazy side. I'm like, well, what if he didn't leave? What if he's just kind of like he saw this stuff change and he's just like, what the hell? And just kind of more reserved to kind of scope it shit could out. Be. And it could also be that when they were telling him he could move on, it like mm-hmm. became this awareness that he actually had passed. Right. Which could be why he was still here is because he never really acknowledged his passing. Right. Exactly. So I doubt not trying to knock these people, but it's like one of those things where it's like, 
I'm not saying they're mediums or anything like that. Like they could have been average people telling this to this kid and then it's just like something clicked and then right. Could go either way for that. So or I, he could feel unwanted now. So he's yeah. like hiding. Right, exactly. Which is sad too. But yeah, so that was my little tidbits about ghosties around Chico. Nice. Yeah. I, like, I know that there's always been stuff, like, in Bidwell Park where they talk about mm. um, people seeing things. But a lot of that, I think, is just, like, homeless people. <laughs> uh, no, I think it is. It's, I like, mean, people. Yeah. No, but people be like, I saw someone. I'm like, are you sure it just wasn't a homeless person? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. But, yeah. To plug that area, if you ever do get a chance to go there, it's beautiful. There's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of like hiking. The bar scene has kind of grown up a bit from what I can see because I used to, I follow this one of the bars. It's been there forever. It's called La Salle's. And they kind of had a grow up phase where it used to be this grungy bar and now it seems like it's actually (laughs) really Hmm. cool. And I'm like, I want to go back and see it, but go see Bidwell Mansion. Go check out the senator especially because i mean like we're being realistic like you can see some really like i think when Mm -hmm. snoop dogg came i maybe paid 50 bucks for like at most yeah right like it was not expensive so Uh -uh. it is limited seating so so you got to act on it as soon as they and it's like as soon i remember as soon as they announce whatever show and they're like tickets will sell january 28th you have to go that day at four o'clock or whatever time they did it or you'd probably be screwed and not get tickets. Right. You had to like go and like line up outside mm-hmm. of the store, which sucked because like I remember going and my dad would be like, I'm going to go shopping. I'm like, no, <laughs> I got to get in line and stand out in the cold. He's like, well, I'm not standing in the cold. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, the reason Tara just yelled, oh, shit, is because the lights went out in her room. And she had to run and go turn them back on. I have a timer light. Sorry. <laughs> it's funny. It was really funny. That freaked me out. Okay. I thought, like, it startled me because your screen just went like, pew. Yeah, I'm here. But anyways, yes. So. <laughs> well, I think that wraps up our episode on the Bidwell Mansion. It might not be the most haunted place, but it is a place that is close to us because we literally grew up uh, grew up really close to it. And um, Tara and I spent a lot of time in Chico as youngsters. Yep. And I met my husband there. So. Aw. I know. It's a really cool place. And let's get down to our business section of, you know, we always end on some business. Yes. So if you're listening to this, that means that it has been passed January 18th. And mm-hmm. in our merch, our new merch has launched our Winnie the Pooh slash not so Winnie the Pooh has launched. There's some really <laughs> cool things there. You should definitely check it out. We have posters, we have shirts, we have phone cases, we have tote bags, all of that. And thank you, Emily, so much for making such a beautiful graphic and mm-hmm. just listening to us and, you know, yeah. going off crazy whim. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. It's so fucking awesome. I, we love it. We're obsessed. Right. And thank you, Spixers, for letting me say random stupid shit all the time and finding it funny because that was something that literally just popped into my head. And (laughs) she brought it to life. (laughs) Right. Like I completely forgot what I had said until I went back and listened. And I was like, I know it had something to do with Winnie the Pooh, but I really love it. Tara loves it. So we hope you guys like the merch that's up there. Make sure you check out the rest of our merch stuff. We have some cool new stuff that launched as well. Definitely check it out. 
Definitely. Lots of fun stuff. And you can rep us. And honestly, the biggest thing we can do is just ask for your support and, you know, word of mouth spreading the spookster's love and letting other people who might want to listen to us know we exist. So, you know. (laughs) We're 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 so excited. And now we have our new blog as well, which, mm-hmm. please uh, <laughs> bear with us while we get this going on. Uh, we want to be able to give you some more background information so that we can talk a little about more of the spooky stuff on here. Be able to give you kind of fun, like, facts so that you know more about the topics we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But, should we talk about the box thing? Or... I don't know. Do you think they should know about the box thing? Uh, I don't know. I know we've known for a little bit now. We and... should just tell them about the box thing. Okay. 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 Well, this will probably already be on our socials. So this may or may not be new. But I know we have people who listen to us who don't have Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Okay, guys. We are so fucking thankful. We actually got our first sponsorship. We got our first affiliate code thingy. And we are just so shocked and speechless. I'm pretty sure I almost fucking like died when we got chosen to do this. So super fucking cool. Okay. Okay. Now we will go into it. So this is actually going to be a play on spooky slash true to crime. Because if you kind of figured it out, we do love both. We yeah. love the ghosties. We love the murder. Okay. It's kind of yeah. like a full circle. That aspect, like. Exactly. Okay. So we are now a partner with a subscription box called Killer Trace. Now, what they are is they are a monthly interactive cold case mystery box that'll mm-hmm. come to you every single month. And it comes with all kinds of awesome shit. So there's a smaller box if you know you got a, like, you know, just a couple friends you want to do it with or maybe a date night. And then they also have a large party box if you want to make it a whole thing, which is right. fucking awesome. You know, like a murder, detective, true crime dinner, dinner party. party. Yes, exactly. I'm terrible with the verbiage, but it's all good. They embrace us. So here we go. So I'll kind of just read off what comes in like the small box. Now it's going to be a cold case file. See, this is what makes it unique is these are all cold cases and people disappearing is spooky and creepy because you don't right. know what happened to them. There'll be a bunch of like office supply stuff they throw in there. There's like highlighters, pens, sticky notes. Mm-hmm. all that cool stuff and there will be 10 crime scene pictures in there and they're legit they're four by six legit pictures for you there's an audio recorder with interview tapes which is kind of <gasps> cool mm-hmm. that's awesome there's articles there's evidence bags with stuff in it mm-hmm. there's black light flashlights comes with batteries so yeah yeah and just you know all kinds of cool stuff and there's you know there's always a surprise gift in there sometimes (gasps) it's a dvd sometimes it's a book (gasps) coupons i love coupons right all kinds of cool cool shit so where we come in is we have a special at this point because it is brand new we we literally found out today guys today that we're recording we found out today that we were being asked to do it. So at this point, we have a link. And that will be, of course, like I said, it'll probably already be on our socials before this episode is even up because we're just mm-hmm. so damn excited. Yeah. Um, it will be in the show notes. So if you know, you don't feel like scrolling back or hopping on the on the socials, that's fine. We'll link it here. I believe we will be also getting a, a discount code too. Um, I think so. 
or an affiliate code, that part we're still, yeah, something like that. If any, if there's anything extra you need to do besides clicking on our link, we will include those instructions for you too. So if you'd like to save some money and you just want to, you know, be like, Hey, I heard about you guys through spook girls use our link. So yeah, super fucking cool. And I honestly, I I can't believe we have one. (laughs) I'm so excited about this. Like I can't wait. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm totally doing it. Uh, my husband is like, yeah, uh, Oh no. But I'm like, no, this is a thing. So Matt's ready for it. As you live near me, get ready to come over and eat food (laughs) and look at mystery shit. Right. I know me and Matt are, we were our, it's funny because before we even found out this was a thing, Matt and I were looking at it and we're getting ready to order anyway. So it just kind of works out. So I'm really excited for it to get here and try it out. And if any of you guys try it out, we would love to see your pictures of what comes in your box. Since like I said, they do vary. And you know, if you if we get the same cold case, we can always work together, even from afar, and Ooh, try to solve like it. it. Yeah, yeah that's super excited. fun. We'll talk about it in the Facebook group. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. You guys should be super excited because it's something that's fun. Like, yeah, I, I'm kind of addicted to subscription boxes. I'm going to be pretty real. Like, <laughs> my friend Kaylee would tell you that I um I have too much. <laughs> I told her like one of my New Year's resolutions was to cancel a few. And she's like, you're only canceling because you've researched and found better ones. I'm like, shut up. I mean, no. whatever. I'm here for it. I love getting packages every month. So mm-hmm. if it feeds into my hobbies, right. I fucking take it. So yeah, we're so fucking excited about that. So, so, so check excited. it out. You'll find the links. We'll have them everywhere. Yes, they will be everywhere. It's the Killer Trace box. But make sure if you're going to subscribe, go to our link, please. That would be so, so awesome. But yes, besides that, of course, we're going to just bring up again. We are, if you're a patron or you want to become a patron, even just a dollar, we are having a first ever bonus episode going up for our patrons and it's going to be on there and that's the only way you can access it. It's going to have a lot of spooky shit. Be super, super fun. Yay! And join us over on Patreon, you know, search our podcast name, three spook girls and you'll find us there. And yeah, make sure you check us out. If you haven't already on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at three spooked girls. Those are, that's our like page, our Instagram and our Twitter. And also if you want to have some really fun, interactive time with us, um, we are always trolling our Facebook, mm-hmm. our Facebook group, Three Speed Girls Official. Um, we love it. We love when you post questions. We love when you guys interact with us. We try to post things to, to have you guys interact, not just like, I mean, I'm going to really just do a shout out to Ross right now because I posted something <laughs> that I found on while scrolling casually through Instagram. And then it was a bird box one. And as soon as he commented, he put, so it's a meme of Harry Potter saying that the monsters in Bird Box are just boggarts. Mm-hmm. And then in it, on the bottom, this is like, change my mind. It's that one. And so it's like Harry Potter sitting there. He commented back and he put a blindfold over Harry. <laughs> and yeah. I died because I was like, oh, my God. Made yes. it perfect. <laughs> and then my reply was, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> so we love it when you guys interact with us. Let us know what you guys want to see. That's where you guys can request things. If you have episodes in mind, we do plan out very far in advance. Like right Mm -hmm. now it's January 14th and we are pretty much booked until April 1st. So we have a fantastic fucking lineup for you guys. Um, Know that Tara and I put a lot of our heart and soul in it. So we just want you guys to 
have a good time and you come and listen and maybe have a few drinks. If not, if you're listening to this at work, please don't drink. I mean, unless that's cool at where you work. You never know. I mean, my boss lets me drink wine at work, but. Well, you're lucky. Supervised. Probably should not. (laughs) (laughs) We're super thankful for you guys. And we hope you are just having a great time. And yeah. I don't, I don't really have anything else. I don't know. I guess my beer is getting to me at this point. Yeah. There we go. I was just going to follow up by saying like with Tara's point is that we're so grateful for you guys and thankful. We love you guys and we're here no matter what. This mm-hmm. is something that we love. And yes, we ask you guys if you are wanting to support us for the Patreon because we want to be able to go and like reinvest stuff back into the business. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're not going anywhere. So we hope that that's not a contingent for you listening. So No way. Just hanging out and talking with us and listening. So, you know, that's what's important to us at this point. Patreon stuff's just a side little little bonus. If it happens, cool. If not, we just, we appreciate all the likes, all the downloads. Mm -hmm. I've seen people recommend us to others in different Facebook groups. And that's really all we can ask for. So, yeah. So, we love you. It's kind of cool because I feel like, I don't know, like we're just hang out, having a conversation. And I hope you're like me when I listen to podcasts and sometimes react back. Yes. Like. Oh my God. See, this was something I was like, Oh my, like it made me so like, I laughed and I was like, yes. So like I mentioned, you know, I've seen other people in different Facebook groups be like, you know, recommending us and stuff. There was mm-hmm. someone that said, she's like, they literally sound like I'm sitting down with my girlfriends and I'm just talking about spooky shit, which is Awesome. That's the best. That's like the biggest (laughs) praise anyone could ever give us. We're like, yay, you are a girlfriend. Come hang out with us. Right? Absolutely. So yeah, that like made my fucking day when I saw that. Yay. (laughs) So anyway, now that we have um, kind of ended the business stuff and we said thank Mm -hmm. you and we really do mean and appreciate you guys. Tara and I have been drinking a lot. So, you know, our beer is definitely hitting us a lot tonight. (laughs) A little bit. We're getting a little emotional. um, (laughs) (laughs) We will see you guys next week. I have no clue what the episode is going to be about because I haven't looked at my calendar, but it's It's a surprise anyway. No matter what. That's true. I don't ever tell you anyway. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.